What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the Let's Go Buffalo podcast, your favorite podcast for all things Bills and Sabres. It might not be your favorite uh, as far as the Bills go this week, but we're going to plow through with episode 26 coming at you. Quick reminder to everybody, go follow us on our social media accounts. It really makes a difference. Uh, It's at Let's Go Buff Pod on Instagram, X, and YouTube now. And as we try to age backwards into social media relevancy, TikTok's coming soon. Uh, <laughs> let's say hey to the fe- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Tom. We we can't we can't say hey to you without opening a beer first. Let's let's crack something here. Yeah, shall we? Hey, yeah, God. Right. yeah, God, you're get, intelligent. Get ready. Three, two, one. Oh, Tom, what are you what are you sipping on this evening? And how, I needed how a- the hell are you? I'm good, brud. I am good. I needed a, a feel-good beer for this conversation. So I found one of the tastiest beers I could, a main beer, Wolf's Neck. I got to find my camera. There it is. Um, Just so good, and I just needed one that was just going to sit right and be fun to drink on this unfun conversation we're going to have. <laughs> That's a good idea, pal. I went, I went a different direction. I went a different direction. I got from Three Heads Brewing, I have a sour ale, which matches the mood, Yum. brewed with cranberries and new york state grapes so um okay. I, i'm getting ready to get real bitter and real sour you're real just, you've always been a sour person jake you've always uh, <laughs> it's that's true i've been told that before I'm a sour puss <laughs> for sure <laughs> uh no nah, man i'm good for those listening jake and i got to experience this fun game together so it's not been long since i've seen jake which is always good he and his lovely wife came up and uh, we hung out for the day and got to watch the game. And it's always, I don't know, it's always different watching the game with a fellow, A, like best friend and B fan. Um, it's always different. It's fun. So it was a good time. And it's, it was, it was a blast, man. Yeah. It's kind of how it goes, right? You don't always win them. And man, they sometimes they freaking suck, but it's still that's part of why we like sports is because it's 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 dramatic. It's got ups. It's got downs. And you get to do it, you know, experience it with other people. And like, that's the point, you know, so that was good. That was fun. That was that was good. The the rest of the week has just been like another freaking gut punch. Just us as as Buffalo fans sitting here and just like shock. But it's all good. That's how it goes. Right. That's that's why you watch. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh. The camaraderie's fun, and the the roller coaster is why you watch. If yes. if it was always a good result, it wouldn't be fun, right? Like, uh... <laughs> I just wish this roller coaster would stop ending us, uh, like with us as crash test dummy dummies, like in a pile <laughs> of like smoking debris at the end. You know, yeah, like, that like, would be nice. Like the whoever whoever's up there controlling roller coaster tycoon is deleting the end of the track and sending us flying. You know what I mean, <laughs> dude? That's what how a it feels. game! Oh. How it feels every week. Oh, every season i mean yes dude, yes it does uh heartbreaking this this felt this felt so much worse than last year last year sucked losing to the Bengals. like it was it wasn't a good game the bills played this one was worse i thought they played a, a good game overall and it was to the against the chiefs who have knocked them out of the playoffs three out of the last four years right it just that that made it so much worse yeah dude i don't know i've been like kind of running like my head through all the 
different situations. I, I have I have ridden the roller coaster all like since Sunday night of from holy shit, this sucks. This is terrible. Why us? I asked that question a lot. <laughs> Why us? And I also got to the point of like, you know what? Like the feel good. I've I've also got I want to talk about this more later, but like of man. We have a team that is competing in the playoffs multiple years in a row, run the division multiple years in a row. And like, that's important too. So I've like, I've been at the highs and I've been in the lows and I don't know where I'm at right now. Um, <laughs> kind of like in the middle somewhere, I suppose, but I don't fucking know, bro. It just it goes minute by minute. Yeah, it does. So I, yeah, I totally agree with you, man. Like there are, there are positives to it. it. It sucks. It hurts. It's no fun. It's like, like, Waking up on Monday morning was like, oh, fuck, that sucked last night. But still, yeah, they, 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 there's a lot of positives. Like the, the ha, being able to cheer for a team that had the aspirations that they did is still a privilege, no matter, no matter what the results are. If if you had told us week 12, however many weeks ago that is, right? We're, that was we were 18 weeks in the league and we're in second playoff game. So eight weeks ago exactly two months ago you told us that we were going to be competing in the divisional rounds and playing a game like i'd probably take that right like if you were told past tom that his team could could be in the playoffs and be playing there and, and be six and six at week 12 playing kind of how poopy as the bills were like i, I think i'd take that i think i'd say yes to that you know but yeah as many know. ups and downs as there was in the game that's something even more so in the during this course of the season right i mean there, there was a couple of weeks on this podcast where where uh, the the pessimistic side came out and we were like, this team's done. They're not going anywhere this year, right? Like, I'm not trying to call us out, but it, it's what happened. <laughs> Who else is going to call us out but us? <laughs> Pl- plenty of people, I'm I'm sure. But uh... yeah, right. And <laughs> and I agree with you though. It, for me, it's I don't I don't know which was worse. I mean, we've had some heartbreaking losses the past few years. We had this year freaking losses, losing to the Chiefs. Last year to the Bengals, then 13 seconds. And then before that was the AFC championship game where we kind of got outplayed. Excuse me. I, yeah. I don't know what is worse, but man, this didn't feel good. I hate that it's the Chiefs again. I, I, just honestly, anybody else, any, anybody else like, but I, I don't even know. The, even the Patriots. <laughs> I don't know. Don't fight to bring that. I don't know. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like, yeah, it just and it does feel like, man, like it just feels like we keep getting batted down. And the fact that we brought them to Orchard Park and our bills couldn't get it done. It it sucks. It's a gut wrenching moment. It's it hits you in the stomach. It sits you down. It humbles you. And I don't know. It did feel like, man, this could be a run, right? This could be special, especially coming out. We were the hottest team in the league, won the most games in a row going into this game. And they just couldn't do it. Yeah, I I still think thirteen seconds was was worse in for me for me at least. Yeah, probably. probably. That one was a brutal one. I I don't know. I watched that game out out at a bar in public, so like I don't know if that made it worse. Where there's, you know, the cat calls and things. <laughs> Not that there was many. Like like I feel like most people there were were Bills fans, but still, like I think that made it worse that there was a just how close it was and how back and forth it was. Whereas yeah. this one, it kind you could kind of. You could kind of feel this one coming. I I don't know about you, but it was it was kind of a a slow burn towards towards the heartbreak rather than a 
all of a sudden, immediately in overtime, your heart stops, right? True. No, so that's a good point. Yeah. I think yes. I had a little, a few minutes to kind of digest what was happening. And, and, you know, they're lining up for the field goal. They flash the graphic saying Tyler Bass is nine for nine in the postseason or some stat like that. And I, at, at that moment, I was like, oh, he's, he's screwed. There's we're, no way the broadcasters toast, put that yeah. kind of stat up. And then he, and, and he like follows through on that. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, we can, we'll get into some reasons why in a minute here, but I don't even think the game was Tyler Bass's fault. Like, it's not like he lost them the game, right? No. Like, no, that, it, that, it, it can't come down to that. It can't. It's no. a contributing factor. It's, and he's not absolved of his sins, but it's, it's not the reason you're, you're hundred yeah. percent right. It can't be right. And there's, there was a ton of other opportunities for the offense to go out and score and put seven on the board. Um, and it, and it absolutely, yeah, it should not have come down to just Tyler Bass. But you also got to hope that your, you know, signs to a second contract kicker can can go and, you know, put it through the pipes from 44 yards when you need it. But yeah, I don't I don't know, bro. Um, what let's before we go too deep down into the sorrow pit here. R.I.P. the pit. Also, can we have a moment of silence here? Cheers. <laughs> here, cheers, buddy. Clink. Um, cheers to the pit. Cheers to the pit. I, I I I don't know if you saw the the stat that somebody had fallen or rumored that somebody had fallen in the pit every week during their their stretch of wins at the end of the season. Did that yeah. continue during during the Chiefs game? Like, was that the reason why? Can we, can I don't we blame know. the pit? I don't know. I don't know. I think <laughs> I think I did see some. There was like a, some uh, Twitter pictures of helicopters over the pit. Of uh, there was some Twitter pictures of a man in a bright yellow emergency services jacket, like looking over the pit. So I don't know if he was going to, you know, scoop some poor schmuck who was an idiot and got into the pit. Um, I, I I don't know, but gosh. Yeah, I don't I don't freaking know. Anyway, so before we go there, what was what was some of the fun parts of this game? Because there was it was a game, right? It was it looked good for a while. It looked like the Bills were going to be able to stay in this and honestly, maybe even put it away um, starting that first half. Yeah, yeah, there was a ton of fun moments. Um, I mean, I I really think Josh Allen played phenomenally. He's 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 always fun to watch, but he. Did not turn the ball over. That's that's a big one for me. Uh, he handled all postseason, all postseason for all those people out there saying that he has a freaking turnover problem. Yeah, and I think uh, per- perhaps I mean it's it's hindsight, but perhaps were there opportunities where maybe he could? I, I think he played a little safe. Oh, absolutely. because of it, and yes, I, th- I mean I thought Patrick Mahomes did too. I thought I think they were both very cognizant of the fact that. If you turn the ball over more, you're probably going to lose this game, right? So I think both kind of played into that. Particularly with these two teams, you know, like they, uh, the, uh, the Bills, I actually didn't even realize this. They flashed another stat across the board um, during this game saying that the Bills had the most takeaways of the entire league, including postseason. They had the most takeaways across the entire league. And I was like, that's, let's go. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't, we had that one. We had the one silly little ball rolling into the, uh, um into the end zone on the um the chiefs attempt to go score so that kind of that was the, the was that a, i don't know if that's considered a turn i mean it's a turnover on downs it's not an interception or a fumble recovery i actually don't know i don't oh. think about that i don't know how that qualifies that's a good question yeah i'm not sure if that would contribute to that stat or not but uh, I mean, what yeah. a huge what a huge break that was i mean that that, was again, awesome. that that would have iced the game alone right there we wouldn't be that talking touchdown. about Tyler bass at all if that correct was- 
a touchdown. Yeah, correct. Correct. That would have been. Yeah. Jordan Poyer came in clutch and, you know, knocked the ball out just barely before the end zone there. And yeah, that was sweet. Um, staying on the Josh Allen thread, like seeing him make that insane third and long touchdown throw to Khalil Shakir. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's a to me, that's a top five Josh Allen throw of all time. He put it across his body running from uh, defenders to a scrambling Khalil Shakir in the front left corner of the end zone just outside the pylon where only clear Shakir could have gotten that the defender had not a prayer to go get that ball. And that's not saying that the defender was in a bad position. They were on clear Shakir in good position to defend a normally thrown ball, but <laughs> Josh Allen did not throw a normally thrown ball. He threw a dart. That was yeah. insane. Like just, it was, yeah. Uh, so cool. That electric, was a crazy dude. throw. Electric. But, so where where do you think things started to go wrong? And I'm, I'm I'm going somewhere with this, and I think it's it's around the defense. And I don't want people to jump on me and and say that I'm blaming the defense, but given it, the what what's happened to them throughout the year, and even last week in the postseason, can you ask them to do more? I I, I mean, yeah. I, I uh, so you can't I can't I can't I can't ask the secondary to do more, but I sure can ask that front. F- four to do more that d-line had almost no effect on patrick Mahomes, mm. almost none whatsoever and unfortunately it's been like this repeated pattern over almost all of these playoff losses the last couple of years the d-line just disappears just yeah. no effect on this game where we have invested money we've invested draft picks for these players to come in and make an impact i i, I don't know what to say but like at oliver he didn't make an impact. Daquan Jones, he didn't make an impact. Von Miller, he he didn't make an impact. He had one maybe kind of good play. Leonard Floyd, where the heck were you, bro? Yeah. I, it seemed like they did have an impact last week. Is that fair to say? Like, what happened week to week? It's just opponent? Opponent, it's a really, all, probably the best in the league inner three for the Chiefs of their um guard center guard combination is just unreal um and had their way with the interior bills d-line and then patrick mahomes ability to get the ball out when he needs to and scramble away from pressure when he needs to i i feel like they were this close from making big plays a few times and then patrick mahomes made them pay Uh, of like not even just like oh he got the ball out and they got a couple yards like they got significant like significant plays off of these kind of broken down in the backfield scrambles that Patrick Mahomes was running from. And he, they just didn't get home. And excuse me, I I don't know. I, this is where you need you. We need you here. I I don't care that it's the, you know, Patrick Mahomes, probably the best quarterback to be playing right now. And then I say that, and I would never trade Josh Allen in the world, but I think you can fairly say that, Patrick Mahomes is is the best to play right now. Josh Allen can be and is is on on route, but I would never trade him for the world. He's my quarterback, and I want I never want him to leave Buffalo. But I think we can say that. And 
it's just like you gotta you gotta go make it. This is the make or break time, especially knowing what you have in the back seven. I do think the the weaknesses in the back seven. So the you know second string linebackers, third string off the street string linebackers that we were playing, and <laughs> our beat up secondary aging players and um at safety, like their ability to not give coverage sacks. Right. So there's like. D-line sacks where a D-line player makes a great sack. And then there's coverage sacks where the, the back seven can somehow take away all answers for the quarterback. And he has nothing left to do except either throw it away or just take a hit to the face. Um, the back seven wasn't helping, right? So I, I understand that they weren't there to help the D-line. Yeah. But in that case, then go take over the game, man. Like, get there. But, yeah. They they it had happened. their hands full with uh with with the receiving core like they they just didn't have an answer for Travis Kelsey he scored two touchdowns and just 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 looked like he was having his way when he made a big play and he hasn't been doing that that's the infuriating part he has not been doing that you as a Travis Kelsey fantasy football owner could certainly vouch for that he did freaking almost nothing I mean he was fine he was but he was not the normal Travis Kelsey and then no. of course he goes out and plays out of his mind. This was um, his first multi-touchdown game this year, yeah, postseason great. and regular season. Yeah. Awesome, yeah, sweet, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yeah, just didn't didn't have an answer for him. I mean, I he's, he's incredible, but it's you know it's. But you, what else? You're do in the have? playoffs. You're in the playoffs. You're, you, it doesn't matter who you're playing. You got to step up and 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 find a way to beat them. Yes, you have to, and we just can't. We can't, and that's yeah. the man. I don't know. I don't know. The um so the moment that I think that we completely started to kind of like it, the the thread started to pull and just things came unraveled was that was the the fake punt. Um, oh God, dude. <laughs> I know you're very opinionated about this, so I'm gonna let you go first, and then I have some thoughts after. So what what do you think of that fake punt there, Jake? <laughs> I I don't think this is the reason they did it, but I. I think they were trying trying to make a too much of a storyline of of Demar Hamlin coming back and 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 trying for that fake punt. First of all, it was three and it was it was fourth and five. I think I think they had five yards to go. That's far. That's 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 a good amount of space that you got to cover before you get to the first down. And it just it didn't it didn't look convincing to me. Like like there was a a fake punt that Detroit did, and I know that they're they're good at this kind of play, but. They did. They pulled off a fake punt, maybe in the first round of the playoffs or, or the final week of the season, something like that. Where I was like, "Holy shit!" I didn't see that coming at all. When when the Bills lined up, I, I, I think I think one of us said to each other when we were watching the game, "Like, I think they're gonna fake punt here. Like, what are they doing?" And then they did, and they just ran into a wall of Kansas City players. Um, I just I just didn't get it and agree with the decision. I mean, they were having trouble stopping the Kansas City offense. I understand that. But you give yourself a hell of a lot better chance to stop that offense when you start them on their 35, 30-yard line rather than your own 30-yard line, right? Like, it just it baffled me. I, don't, I do not understand why that was the spot they chose to do a fake punt. Uh, I'm just going to keep sputtering. What, what did you think? Did you disagree? <laughs> did you like it? Did you see anything so, different? I I have a couple different ideas here. My first idea is that I don't, in the, the where we were in the game, you're right. We have not been able to stop that, that um, Chiefs offense 
we were sp- the, the defense was sputtering. So like, I I I like the idea of going for it. Now I I can understand the the argument saying that instead of fake punting, why didn't you put the you know the ball into your unicorn of a quarterback's hands and let him go for it? However, I don't think it was a planned thing. Oh, interesting. It was reported. I mean, we saw on field Tony Romo even called out saying the Chiefs have 10 men on the field. I am fairly certain that most special teams units have some kind of rules where if the, if something happens, it gets checked in. Kind of like Josh Allen will check into a run or check into a pass that a special teams unit can check into a fake play if they have the man advantage. Mm. They pro- I think they knew that there was 10 people on the field. Damar Hamlin checked in, so he's the guy kind of not in that front formation on the ball, hands in the ground. He's kind of in the back protecting the punk punter. Um, I think he's a, he has the ability to check into it, and they saw they had the numbers advantage and went for it. I don't I don't know this. I think I don't think we will. I don't think that'll ever come out saying, yep, this was the decision. And that's what, like I don't think that's going to come out unless maybe sometimes I mean, if DeMar gets to talk to the media, maybe he'll, it'll be asked and come up. But so I, I don't know if it was if it was if that's what happens. I understand. And God, how could it be? I mean, this is one of those plays where like if if it works freaking genius yeah Let's go amazing but if they have it was a dud like what happened you're like what are you doing and they feel like idiots and we feel like we lost the game right yeah so yeah the, context, context matters for sure context matters and then also you know monday quarterbacking matters too where like we can look back and say well that was a freaking dumb decision but if it worked we'd be like holy sh-, we'd be talking here my god they did their first fake punt and let's freaking go right that that's the conversation we'd be having so i think that needs to be part of the equation here so yeah i don't know i, if- I get that Let, let's say all that's true though demar hamlin still and i like i understand that there's a scheme that you that you follow however he grabbed that ball and he ran into a wall of people like like swing out a little bit homie if yeah. there's if there's if there truly is a man advantage why not Try to exploit an area of the field where there where those ten bodies are not. That yeah. that was tru- that was baffling to me too. And again, I'm not an NFL player. I I would I would fail and crack under pressure, of course. But he just ran into ten Chiefs bodies. Like like yeah yeah. Disguise it a little bit more to do something else to to get around that threat in the middle of the field there. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. So I I agree. I don't think we're ever really gonna know, but um. Yeah, that was the, excuse me, that was the point for me. That was the point for me. I was like, yeah, this is spiraling down the toilet. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, that was that was a turning point for sure. Uh, that that let a lot of wind out of the sails. Um, uh, yeah, sure did. Um, I think um, a positive kind of pulling back there. I want to just, sorry, folks, we're not really going to be entirely organized. This is going to be kind of just a stream of consciousness, just us coming in and having some therapy moments here. Um I thought the plan at the beginning of the game to run the ball was amazing. I, I texted you and I texted the other Bills chat we have. Like it, the Bills win if my top thing on that was we run more than we pass. And yeah. holy cow, they did it, right? We had, I think there was one of our touchdown drives. We saw the stack go by that the last 49 yards of that, that touchdown drive was entirely run plays. Entirely yeah. from midfield 
to the end zone entirely run plays. Holy cow, they had the Chiefs number in the first half. I don't I and I think the scheme was working. The Chiefs could not um keep up with the physicality that the Bills O-line was bringing. Um I don't know what technically they the Chiefs did in the second half. They clearly they adjusted. Up. Yeah. They clearly adjusted and they did some things to take that away. I think it's a combination of some run blitzes. So, uh, which is for those who don't know, is is a blitz, but it designed instead of to get to the quarterback, knowing that this is a run situation that they're trying to get into the backfield to take out the run. Right. A so, good adjustment. Yeah. Considering how much the Bills were running all over them in the first half. But uh, then I wish that we could freaking adjust. I don't know. This is one of my problems with this coaching staff. And I, I don't know where I stand on everybody yet. But, like, I feel like oftentimes we just get out-adjusted. Yeah. Other teams, we have a great starting plan, awesome. And then other teams make tweaks, make adjustments, and react to us. And then we get stifled and we say, get, like, oh, well, I, guess, I guess that's what they're going to do to us. And we can't I, – I, and I don't, I don't know. I have, I haven't really gone back and watched this game again. Um, I will. I haven't had the heart to do it yet. But um, like something changed in the second half. I'm not sure what it was, but whatever it was, it, it didn't work. But man, the running game was working. James Cook was out in space. Josh Allen was great. Ty Johnson could rip off a bunch of big runs. Like it was working. Yeah, D- Diggs got in on a run or two as well. Yep. Oh, bring up that guy, huh? Yeah, let's Man. let's talk about him. Oh, dude, and I know I know the guy. He's been a leader this year. He has. He started off hot early in the season, had more than 100 yards in like 5 out of 6 games to start the season, then kind of got quiet. Yeah. And I understand that he's still been an integral part that teams are trying to scheme him out of games and it's been working. Other players have been needed to step up, but I, I the guy had like four catches for 40 something yards. I, I like this is we needed you, dude. Josh Allen hit him in the hands on a 65 yard bomb. Yeah, and, dude. And, and he, was, he was getting covered. He was getting covered, but still, he's he's our number one wide receiver. He's supposed to be one of the best in the NFL. He's got to bring that catch in. That's that's another that was another turning point. There was a lot of turning points. That that catch, <laughs> that catch should points. have been made. Man. I know, was, I know. It was in that, his it was in his hands. You got to come down with it. And I don't know. I I hope we don't get this offseason kind of hoopla with with Stephon Diggs again this year, like we did last year. The guy was clearly upset after the Bengals lost last year, and had some things to say. And I kind of understood it then, right? It's frustrating that we keep getting to this spot in the playoffs and it just stall out. Nothing happens. Yeah. I, he, I better not hear any peep from him from this year because it's not that we lost because of Stefan Diggs, but we sure didn't win because of him. Exactly. And if yeah. he's gonna be, a, if he wants to be amongst these elite alpha number one wide receivers, you got to come down with that catch, man. Like that's that's a game changing catch. That ch- catch happens. We're at the twenty five yard line, and we maybe go score. And I know that in that drive. We eventually did score. That was not a game stalling. Like they did not. They eventually got past that, got points. However, I don't know. I don't know. I think that because the momentum's a thing. Momentum yeah. is real. And I think that would have put some swagger back in the Bills, right? And probably back in Stefan Diggs. He'd be, you know, he'd be feeling himself at that point. Josh Allen will be feeling himself. And those two are feeling good. Like that's dangerous. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I just, he, he I, I needed. Had- 
You only had three catches on the day. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You only had three catches on the day. That's not enough from, you know, number one wide receiver. Like I know they have a really good number one cornerback, but still you, you need more than three catches from your number one offensive threat. If it's, not if good, it's good on good, right? It's a great wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, against Legereus Sneed, a great cornerback. Good on good, I understand. But it's got to be a back and forth if you want to. Cons- it wasn't. It wasn't no. a back and forth, and I'm frustrated with that. I think yeah. he could have had an opportunity to come in and put his stamp on this game and be like, you know what? I All those pictures we see of Diggs, you know, from two years ago, watching the, the AFC championship game, whatever, you know, okay, like, then freaking do something about it. I don't know. Yeah. So you, I don't know. You've got a fun little stat. Well, it's not so fun, but a a, a stat about Stefan Diggs in the last last ten games or so. Yeah. Uh, hey, want to read it off? I'm I'm happy to. Sure, I'll I'll read the first yeah, part of it. Set so me Stephon up, and then Diggs. I got some thoughts here. <laughs> so Stefan Diggs and Khalil Shakir, two wide receivers on this Bills team, different abilities or different roles on the team, as we all know. Uh, so in the last 10 games, Shakir has actually outperformed Stefan Diggs in receiving yards. Shakir has 462. Stefan Diggs has 422. Now, the more troubling stat is the number of targets that each took to get there. Shakir had 37. Stefan Diggs was targeted 80 times. So Stefan Diggs is getting those targets that supposedly was a big sticking point with him last year he wanted the targets he's getting the targets he's got to haul them in you know and do something with them and do something do with something them take with them. Do, yeah we, we there was multiple across the entire season multiple big bomb shots to digs down the field i don't know if he came in on any of them i don't know if he came down with any of them not a lot, yeah. Not a lot of big plays. I mean, the, I don't know per I, per target per target. He's averaging five point three yards. That's not good. That, in those in those eighty targets, is that did you just do that quick math? I did. Yeah, man. yeah. Well, look at you, little little accountant uh, over there. <laughs> I um, yeah, I, I I agree, and I just I don't think he's done. I don't think he's washed up, but and I think he's still I think he's still an alpha. I do. I in my soul. In in my my belief of this team, I think that Diggs is still has it in him, has a year or two left of being an elite player in this league. But man, we needed him. We yeah. needed him, and we didn't get it, and nope. that's disappointing to me. Those three catches that he did have, I, I I am not looking at the plays that right now, but I feel like in in my heart they were some screens, they were some like short kind of give gimme receptions for somebody of his skill. Like he didn't, I, I can't remember a play where he outright went and beat Sneed to a ball and, and like, no, this is my ball. I'm, I'm catching it and I'm getting the first down or something like that. Yeah. 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 bro. It's tough, man. So, I mean, you just said it, you, he has a role on this team going forward for you. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. A a hundred percent because he is a leader of this team. He is a leader amongst men. He is a still a number one alpha wide receiver. Also, we owe him over thirty million dollars next year. So there's no shot in the heck. Anybody out there, if you're watching the national media, you're hearing anybody talk about, oh, Diggs is gonna get out. No, he's not. He is not. He is on this team at least till next year. And I should look at the, I haven't looked at the contract yet. We'll do a little bit of some contract looked and stuff in this podcast coming up in the next few weeks. Um, but 
I, I, there's absolutely no way in in this God green earth that we he is leaving this team. There's not a shot. Fair enough, man. Yeah, I, I hear you. I'm I, I'm happy about that. I hope I I like Stefan Diggs as a as a person and a player. Like I hope he's here. Yeah. Now, so I mean, this is kind of getting off topic, but we're just we're not on really on topic this today. Brandon Bean and Shawn Derwent had some kind of end of year postseason or end of year interviews today, and and we heard from both of them saying that a big focus this offseason is getting another offensive target to go opposite of Diggs. And Good. man, I freaking hope so. I hope yeah. that's a number one or round one or round two pick. I hope it's a maybe a free agent. I don't think it's going to be a free agent just because I just don't think the, the Bills are operating with that kind of cap space. Um, but I hope that's what it is, right? That that's keep Diggs as number one. Diggs is absolutely still a number one alpha wide receiver. He is. And if anybody who says he's not is just not watching the game. Um, he has disappointed this year, but he's just he has not lost it. He has not lost it. And I'm oh, going to, that's a hill I'm going to die on this off season. Um, and I'm happy to, to, to refute that on this podcast, but um, he is, he, he is, but if we can go get him some help, we have Kincaid. Who's going to be amazing. We have Shakir. Who's going to be amazing. Let's get another wide receiver. And then we can start talking. Yeah. I mean, look, a couple of, Josh Allen was great when he had Diggs, Beasley, John Brown, like he had veteran established good receivers around him. Yep. And I'm not saying that Diggs and Davis aren't good, but it I think another high end yeah. receiver would help him tremendously to I spread hope. out the targets and, and let Diggs go up against easier corners and and to I, let Kincaid have a little bit more room. You I know, really I hope know. that we have we go out and get a, a nice high end wide receiver target this year. So I totally agree. Yeah. I think, and I think this game was a proof that we missed Gabe Davis. I, I mean, people love to shit on him this year. I think we missed him. I think Trent Sherfield did not fill those shoes. Yeah, Trent Sherfield was another huge disappointment in this game. Um, the guy had multiple targets. He made a couple good plays. He did. I'm not saying he was a complete dud, but man, he had at least two like pretty big play targets where the. The, the ball was in place. Josh, it was not a Josh Allen problem. It was a Trent Sherfield problem, and he just did not come down with that ball. Man, like, you got to come down with one of them. Yeah. I think, I mean, people can shit on Gabe. I think he comes down at least with at least one of those balls. I think he does. And I think this is where the Chiefs can be had, is in their, um, their defending number two wide receivers. Number one wide receivers, they almost always lock up. Number two, they're vulnerable. They're like, I don't know, bottom bottom half of the league in defending the number two wide receiver. And this is kind of why Gabe sometimes goes off against the Chiefs because that's been true for a while. And we missed him. And, man, I, I, was, I'm, I was very disappointed he wasn't going to be able to suit up for this game. Um, sounds like he was looking to be ready for the following week if the Bills were to advance. Um, but, man, it would have been real nice if he was ready for this game. Yeah, noticeable missing player there for sure. Yep. So let's talk about a few players who maybe that may have been their last game as a bill. You want to, I know. It's so sad. sad. No, it's sad but this is, I want to give some goodbyes. Uh, we did not official goodbyes because we don't actually know yet, but it could be possible goodbyes. This could be the last time. Well, this mo more than likely is the last time that we saw Micah Hyde and Jordan player, Jordan Poirier, excuse me, play together as the bills safety duo. 
And that is that's big. How long have they been the tandem back there? I think seven years, bro. Wow. They came in with Sean McDermott. They came in and were not known as lockdown safeties. They were not top safeties in the league at the time. They were coached up. They developed. They worked their asses off to in Buffalo to become, in my mind, the best safety duo that the Bills have ever seen. And in my mind, the league has ever seen. At their prime, when they were both playing out of their minds, they were some of the best to do it. And Jordan Poyer is on contract or is in contract, has a contract. I don't know how to, how English works. Um, has a contract for next year. Um, so he has an option to probably be on this team. And I hope he does. He played. He had some ups and downs this year. He's definitely slowing down. He is not the same Jordan Poyer from two or three years ago. But... I would like to see him stay, especially because he's on contract and we, we're going to need the safety help. Micah Hyde is not. Micah Hyde is going to be a free agent going into the offseason. Um, I don't know if the Bills are going to resign him. I don't know if he'll want to resign. I don't. Maybe he's going to retire, right? The guy has had a long history of neck issues, of like very scary neck issues. So there's a possibility that this could be it for Micah Hyde. So I just want to say a huge thank you to Micah. Man, you've been so fun to watch play. You played out of your minds. You have you are the maker of one of my favorite Bills plays ever. The insane interception um in against the Patriots game and the blowout perfect game. Just the guy is and he's been a, he's a stand-up dude. He clearly is a guy who's who feels good about being a Buffalo Bill, playing in Buffalo and represents the team well and thank you. Thank you Micah, we appreciate you. And hope you the best. Um, and maybe I'm wrong, and I hope I am. But if not, then thank you, Micah. Time will tell. Time will tell. A couple others, though, on, on the defensive side of the ball. Probably Dane Jackson, AJ Epinesa. Could what be. Do you think about those two. Could be. They're going to both be free agents going in. So going into the offseason here, there's definitely a possibility that we don't resign both or either, right? Like uh, AJ Epinesa had a great, great year. He got a bunch of sacks, and that sack production is what pays. Um, he did in an exit interview talk about wanting to be in Buffalo and hopes it happens. But man, if the guys, he's going to get, somebody's going to wave a big bag of money in your face. Go get it, dude. Like this is your opportunity to go get life changing money. Like I hope he gets it. Um, I, at the, my gut reaction right now is if we can get him for the right price, I'd be down to have AJ on the team again. Um, we cannot pay up just because we literally can't. Um, and I don't think we should. However, um, if we can get him for a good price, like I'm in. Um, and Dane, Dane's a guy, right? He was a lower fifth, sixth, seventh round draft pick. I can't remember exactly. And he's come out and played really well. He's been a starter for this team occasionally over the years. He's whenever, almost every time he comes in, he's he's done his job and plays really well. And he's he's he he defines that process that Sean McDermott loves. Excuse me, I'm gonna burp again. Um and just so excited about Dane Jackson. Um, so yeah, he. I don't. I don't know. It could be a very, very well be a possibility that this is both AJ's and Dane's last time suiting up as a Bill. So thank you, thank you, boys. We appreciate you all the development and the heart and soul that you've given this team. And um, who knows? We. I'd love to see. Love to see them back for the right price. And we'll talk more about that as we go. But yeah, just yeah, just sad, sure. right? This time of year is just like who, who knows? These are the players who you who start to really attach yourself to and. Right. And like you believe in and you feel good about and it's and that's awesome. And then it's also very sad when it's like, OK, this this particular squad, this 53 man roster 
will never be again uh, together again. They'll never. There's no way that this 100% is going to be back. So it, that's just always very disappointing. Yeah. Dane Jackson, a seventh-round pick. 238 players went before him. So, Man, play your freaking butt off, dude, right? Like, make yeah. yourself a useful member of a team who have started games. And to do that as a, as a seventh-round draft pick and come in in a very good defense, this Bills defense is not like it's been, you know, bottom of the barrel. It's been a very good defense for multiple years, and he's been part of it. So that's a big deal. For sure, dude. All right, offensive side of the ball, a lot of continuity on the offensive line. and with Which is amazing. I want to talk about great, that in a yeah. couple weeks. But holy shit, if you told – if I mean, we had a couple podcasts at the beginning, over the offseason, right before the season started to roll. But if you told me that we would end this season saying our O-line was one of the strengths of the team, I would have thought you were insane. I yeah. thought that this offensive line had some weaknesses, some chinks in the armor was going to be had. So the fact that they played their butts off all year and were healthy, like, let's go. And I, all five are back next year. All five. Yeah, all under contract. Well, and under, the, contract. The under contract. contract. So under contract. So not necessarily back, but under contract. So more than likely back. But the health, too, is huge. Like, like that's a position that gets banged up a lot. They started every game. Sure, they didn't play every minute, but it was in garbage time when the game was decided, right? So just, just huge props to them. Saibo, uh, Osiris Torrance played every snap, every yeah. single snap, which it's is insane, insane, especially as a rookie. Like, let's go, buddy. Saibo. I wonder what the, the the rate of players that actually do that is as, as an know. offensive lineman and a rookie, that, you know, that would, that would be a fun stat to look up, but I'm sure it's not many. But on the theme of uh, last game for the player. The notable one on offense is, is Gabe Davis. He's a free agent. Yep. I saw some quotes that he's he's probably going to go check out free agency. He's you know the doors the doors not closed. There, there you go. Yeah, Tom. This is a, this is a two beer podcast. This is a two beer podcast. Yeah, this is a yeah. This is a, your second when your second sp- beer is a double IPA. You know you need some help. Yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. We'll 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 link uh, a uh, phone numbers in the comments for people. <laughs> um, no, but but Gabe Davis, ru- rumored to be going to free agency, probably will. I, I don't think we have the uh, the cap space or the desire to spend that cap space if we had it uh, on Gabe Davis. So, well, I I, uh, I mean. I'm not sure. He he did say in an interview that he thinks that he's going to go to free agency and he wants to hit free agency, but he'd love to be back in Buffalo if it worked out for both sides. So, and I, and I believe him, right? I think he does enjoy being in Buffalo. I think he likes it here. Um, I think that he has developed here and done really well. I think he embodies a lot of what this, this team believes and, and stands for. Um, yeah. I just think that somebody's going to go pay him. I think somebody's going to pay him a ton of money. And again, just like I said about Epinesa, like, man, go get your bag. Go do it. And if we, if you could, if you were a standout player consistently and would be fit the receiving role of a wide receiver too and get paid like that, I think you should stay in Buffalo and get paid that. I just think his importance is not always in the receiving game. He has a, an incredible importance in other aspects of the offense, but I don't think it's always going to be in the receiving game. So I'm not ready to pay him the monster money. But if it works out that both sides can figure out how you stay in Buffalo for the right price, I, I'd be in. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, the guy has had some of the biggest moments in Bill's history, right? Setting playoff records, NFL playoff records, not even Bill's playoff records. Like the guy's had some moments here in Buffalo. So thank you, Gabe. Um, 
there is, and this is kind of my our next point of talking. And there's been some 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 stuff going around social media talking, you know, where fans are heckling Gabe on on field and and taking, you know, going after poor Tyler Bass. Like I want to say to both Gabe and Tyler here from the Let's Go Buffalo podcast, we love you both. We appreciate you both. Those fans do not speak for Bills Mafia. The Let's Go Buffalo podcast, and to be honest, all of Bills Mafia does not stand for that kind of behavior. And I'm sorry that, that that happened. If you can't control your emotions and realize that we are talking about a game, I, I, you're barely human to me. I don't understand how people can. can you you don't that. deserve any attention from anybody. You or, don't. Ha- or happiness or love or anything else. None of that. Yeah, there's been. So for people who maybe not know, there's been just some crazy videos of fans from st- standing on the sidelines at the game. Heckling poor Gabe Davis, who was on the field, but just clearly, you know, not suited up. Heckling him, saying some pretty awful things to him. And he he spoke back. And you know what? I don't blame the guy. But like, that's just disgusting. That is ugly. That is evil yeah. and, and, and not condoned whatsoever. <laughs> and poor Tyler Bass had to like, Disengage. They had to like shut down his social medias because he was he, getting messages, death, death threats. Yeah, like, not, not messages, death threats. Like that's 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 insane. You that's that awful. is a hundred percent not appropriate and just just evil. Um, there is, yeah, yeah. You wanted to do. You have the info for is for Tyler Bass's charity. Um, people yeah. have gone gone. So I want you. To, I'm going to set you up here in a second, but um. Tyler Bass is, uh, has 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 been public about supporting a specific charity, um, and people have like donated over a hundred thousand dollars. So Buffalo Bills Mafia has done what Bills Mafia does, and I love that because man, the guy, the kid's still a kid, right? And he's been great to Buffalo. He was did not did not have the best end of the season, and and you know, and maybe not the best of games here against the Chiefs, but that does, he doesn't deserve any of that. So so uh, Jake, what's uh what are the, what's the information for that charity that people could maybe go find? It's Chiefs fans too. It's not just Bills fans. So credit where it's due. Like we're all That's awesome. Wow. We're, we're talking about a game, and you can hate the other team, but it, it it stops when it's off the field, right? And so it's it's awesome to see people from both fan bases, like Buffalo's done in other other situations for other players that don't necessarily play for the Bills. Um, people have been donating to a, a charity that Tyler Bass really supports. It's called the Ten Lives Club. It's uh, a, a charity devoted to rescuing cats and giving cats a second chance. Uh, hence the Ten Lives, not Nine. Um, oh, I like that. I so like if, you're, if, if yeah. you like feline friends and you want to throw some, throw them a donation, um, we'll, 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 I'll put a link somewhere, but um, yeah, just, just, just to give a little bit of a positive spin to uh, what was a heartbreaking game and a situation where no human deserves to be given death threats over something. So no, we just, we just wanted to call that out and just, just, just quick plug on that. Yeah, the Let's Go Buffalo podcast loves you, boys. Gabe Davis and Tyler Bass, we love you and we appreciate you and uh, do not condone any of that behavior. So, man, wow. What a... <laughs> I mean, I think we're still going to be, you know, psychologically recovering from this game for a while, but I think this was this was helpful for me and I hope, hope maybe for you, brother. Yeah, dude, nice way to put a bow in it a little bit, kind of look unpack the game a little bit and just so anybody listening knows this was a nice way to kind of recap the last game recap the end of the playoffs for the bills next week get ready for the autopsy we're gonna dive into the bill season at large and scalpel scalpel please yeah we're 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 slicing and dicing next week so come on back and and listen to our thoughts on uh yeah the season as a whole 
we've had a really fun and honestly this this podcast has made this season really special for me um and i hope i kind of want to say this to both you and nigel i know nigel will listen in he's not on tonight but he'll he'll be listening i um it's been really fun to do a podcast and publicly talk about our opinions about this podcast, about the, this team that we love so much and, and the Sabres as well. And I know it doesn't matter that how many people's as a, uh, you know, as, as, sorry, I do love both teams. Sorry. I, I, say, I, I, know, I realized. I, I know <laughs> I what you meant, that came the way that sounded. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Well, all right. So I'm going to restart both teams, the Sabres and the bills that we all love. It's been very fun to talk about them and have like a public forum for us to kind of express our and spout our opinions into the, the ether here. So that's been cool. And just been really special. So and we did a whole season, right? That's pretty cool. So, um, unfortunately didn't end how we wanted it to didn't end with the grand hurrah and the, uh, the celebration, but that doesn't mean it's not, it wasn't worth it. So, um, appreciate you boys. And I love it. Yeah. It's part of the ride, man. Lo- sure love is. being here with you. Yeah, and man. I think, I think one, one, one last note before we put a bow on the bills, uh, isn't this so much better than the drought years? Like, I don't care oh, what people yeah. say. Like it hurts. It's it's not fun. It's not fun to be in this situation a day or two after a loss. But man, being being able to cheer for a team in the dance and finish the year like they did is a privilege. I don't care what people say. It is so much better than the drought. This team is more exciting to watch, more fun to watch, and just just all around a better experience despite having heartbreaking losses. I checked. I checked with the league. Actually, I sent an email to the league, Tom. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, they award one trophy every year. So oh, okay. Lo- lose, losing, losing without a trophy is not does not mean a failed season. Does not. Absolutely not. No, man. And this is the fun part, right? We get to hit, talk about sports and follow a team that is exciting. Has one of the most exciting players to ever play the game, leading the team, and and we got the the lucky chance to talk about it. So, um, yeah, I agree. It is. It, yeah. Anybody out there who's saying, "Oh man, the drought years were better," like you know, than this heartbreak, they they don't know what they're talking about. This is the point of it, right? This is the point that you you find a team that you can connect with and feel good about for whatever reason. It could be you know what you grew up with, where you're from, where just maybe you're new to Bills Mafia and you just decided that you wanted to. This is a team that you feel like you can connect with. Like that's the point. Is they're and they're playing a sport and they're they're having fun and. We're, we have the ups, we have the downs, and yet only one team, like you said, they only reward only only one Lombardi gets passed out every year, not not thirty two. So, yeah, dude, oh. if you're if you're out there saying that the drought years are better, go walk into Lake Erie and keep walking. <laughs> yeah, come down as Lake Effect snow eventually, would you? <laughs> uh, uh, hope, hope everybody in Western New York is safe right now. I know I realize that the the snow has been insane. And anybody who says that Lake Effect snow is not like the craziest snow to ever be experienced is just doesn't know what they're talking about. That's nuts, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd, uh, going, going forward here, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, let's go freaking lions. Um, I am a huge lions fan, um, for the rest of this, uh, playoff run. I would love, that's another just fan base. Who's kind of been through the ringer and just in a, in a team that I just feel really good about. They're fun to root for. And, um, uh, anybody but the Chiefs, uh, honestly, let's also go Ravens, you know, like please send the Chiefs home. I cannot, I cannot take another week of the national media talking or anybody talking about the Chiefs, send them home, embarrass them, and uh, do what we couldn't do. Oh my god, I can't, I can't handle Taylor Swift being at the Super Bowl either. I just, I, I would crumble. <laughs> I'm so s- sick of that shit, and I, I don't dislike Taylor Swift 
in public, I'm going to say this. I don't dislike Taylor Swift, right? Let's get that. Let's get that straight. I don't love her. Sure. Yeah. But I'm sick of hearing about her in the same breath as Travis Kelsey and and football. Like, like get, get, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Fucking. I I, I just, I'm just sick of, we had Jake and I, when we were watching this game together, we had to mute the, the commercials because it was, we went from watching Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and play a game and then also watch them try and act in the commercial. Like, what are we, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, I, I, I couldn't do it. I just, I couldn't do it. So a little insult to the injury. Oh, well. Yep. So uh, before we, should, before yeah, we get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's going on in Sabres world here, Jake? Yeah. Let's, we, we wanted to do a little check-in because the all-star break is coming up here. Uh, the all-star break kicks off end of January for the first couple of days in February. So before that happens, the Sabres have a West coast road trip. So a little Sabres after dark, you can catch their games around 10, 10 PM this week. Uh, they're on the road playing in Anaheim, LA and San Jose on Tuesday, Wednesday and Saturday, respectively to put a bow on their season pre all-star break. Will they stay in L- like in California for that whole, that whole stint you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't sure. travel. They won't fly back. I feel like that'd be awful. <laughs> no, it's yeah. It's that's that's. I think that'd be too much. They'll stay. They'll 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 practice out there and and just kind of take that road trip as a chunk. Um, gotcha. Okay. But since the, since the last pod, since last we spoke, they had a really nice win against Chicago, three nothing. Another another shutout for UPL back to back, and then lost to Tampa at home to close out their home stand. So. <laughs> We've said it before, but inconsistencies, gang. <laughs> um, look, I mean, the, again, they're they're twenty, twenty-two, and four. Not a great record. Forty-four points right now. Um, they're not they're not dead yet, right? Like, <laughs> there's still a sliver of hope. We're and, not dead yet. <laughs> and like at this point in the year, with the Bills out now, I I I, I always watch a lot of Sabres games, but I'll definitely try to continue to watch. Yeah, um, likewise. This is a stretch of winnable games, man. Like out on the West Coast, I know they're on the road. Um, I I know they're playing. S- I was about to say some teams that are good. They're playing one team that has the potential to be good and make some noise. But they're playing Anaheim, LA, and San Jose. All of those teams have really struggled lately. In their past That's- ten games, each team respectively is two seven and one, two four and four, and three six and one. Those are Awful records, awful records. Okay. So the, the the doors open there. Um, LA is the team that I would consider to be the biggest threat. I think they're a, a great team. They play a really tough to beat style. I think I think especially for Buffalo. Um, also, LA is a bad team at home. They've struggled on home ice this year, um, and the Sabers have last year and this year have been a pretty good road team. So. The recipe's all there for them to have a successful road trip. And at this point in the season with where they are, when I say successful road trip, I mean 3-0. and <laughs> um, It's got to be, right? It's got to be. That's... The, the door's open, right? The okay. door's open. Collect right. six points on the road before the All-Star break. Maybe maybe you do that and some other, another team or two fails a little bit. Maybe you climb back within. Climb the ladder a little bit. Four, five, six points play out with of your, the playoffs. Play spot. with your heart a little bit. This is, dude. This is the time <laughs> we, we, we've talked about. This. This is the time of year where uh, they're going to start. They're going to start playing real well, and we're going to start getting a little bit like, oh man, if only they did this earlier in the year, uh, and start getting excited about it. Yeah, it's 
Um, way too cynical for my own good, but I I'm willing to be dragged back in if they if they allow me the. <laughs> you are always willing. Yeah, I love that. I love so that. we'll we'll see, man. We'll see. Right, man. Uh, we'll find out, huh? But yeah, let's let's get out of here, man. Take us home. All right, buddy. Well, hey, here's to a great Bill season ending not how we wanted editing heartbreak but that's kind of you know you can kind of set your clock at that on that but this point but what can you do so all right buddy uh thank you all so so much for uh from the bottom of our hearts for spending some time with us for not only today but all season like we really appreciate that um we're not dead we are not dead yet just like the sabers so uh we'll be around you'll um we are going to be all off season every week, so please tune in and hang out with us. We're going to be continuing to develop our game as uh, as our favorite teams are too. So um, it would mean a lot to us if you could please share this episode, um, give us a like, give us a follow on Instagram, on X, and this uh, fresh new YouTube channel that we have started. Um, look us out, uh, look out for us on TikTok as well. We will be uh, flying around the tactic and uh, doing all sorts of cool things. So all three of those, or excuse me, all four of those are at Let's Go Buffalo Pod. And um, yeah, nope, nope, Let's Go Buff Pod. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Tom can't read, and I just <laughs> want autopilot, so I just talk way too much. Um, so yeah, um, thank you all so so much. That's my pal Jake. My name is Tom, and you're listening to the Let's Go Buffalo podcast. We're sending you love wherever you are. Go Bills, go Sabers. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo.